This is Lady Talk Radio, your space for real conversations about real life and real ways to improve yours. What up, lady? Welcome back to Lady Talk Radio. I am your host, Stacey Ray, and this is episode number 63 with Carrie Azuma. This podcast is brought to you by WeAreLadyAlpha.com, our online and offline community for ambitious women, where we start conversations that empower you and help move you forward so you can have the fierce and fulfilling life you know you want. If this is your first time tuning into the show, I am so stoked you are here, lady. The warmest welcome to you. And of course, to our loyal listeners, I have been loving seeing your posts lately sharing your insights and different things you've been getting from these convos. So of course, keep those coming. And if you receive something from these conversations, share them with a girlfriend, share them with your mom, share them with people that you know. It really helps get these conversations out to women who want more of them in their life. So I want to tell you a little bit more about Carrie before we jump into this conversation. She is such a beautiful woman. She's a coach, she's a leader, and she works with women like you in motherhood and leadership and so much more. And it wasn't until suffering from postpartum depression and a full-blown identity crisis after the birth of her son in 2015 that she decided to dedicate her life's work to coaching mothers on leadership development and overcoming stress and overwhelm through powerful self-realization. She has worked with mothers through social media, private sessions, and in her elite group group coaching program, Empowered Mothers Alliance, and is soon releasing an epic four-day retreat. She told me about it. It sounds so, so, so epic. It's called Threshold, and this will be to really change the way that women look at motherhood forever. And this year, she is returning to her roots and opening up her popular leadership training to all women, so whether you are a mother or not, in her pursuit of empowering all women to lead. So this is her next program called the Empowered Women's Alliance. She's going to be inviting you in on that also in this conversation. So we explored some really beautiful territory in this convo. We explored the sacred journey of motherhood, honoring our journey of womanhood in business and relationships and leadership, and just so many more wisdom nuggets throughout this convo. So take some notes, put your earbuds in. Carrie is such a beautiful one. I'm so excited to have you be introduced to her if you are not already. So as always, I would love to hear your insights or takeaways. Feel free to send those my way. So lady, let's get into it. Hey, Carrie. Welcome to Lady Talk Radio. I'm so excited about having this conversation with you. We kind of led up to this. We were planning it and we finally got this conversation going and it's perfect timing as we as we know it is. And I'm just so excited to dive into your work and, and hear more about you. So thanks for coming on. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. And when I first, so when I did the Masculine May series, got connected with Jetty and then he mentioned your name and I instantly knew, I was like, okay, I've got to connect with her. There was just so, so much cool energy that he had shared about you and just your work in the world. And so I just Mm. like, uh, just being connected to you on social media, I've seen so much of the beautiful messages that you're putting out there, the work that you're doing with women, with mothers. Uh, It's really inspiring. And so I really wanted to thank you and acknowledge you for doing that work in the world because it's so special. Mm, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Yeah, my my husband's always uh, lifted me up. I got to appreciate him for that. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Good amazing. guy. <laughs> yeah. And we love to start these conversations with a little bit of like the backstory. If you could give us a, a look behind the scenes, you know, some pivotal moments that brought you to this moment in your life, what would you say, you know, were some of the origin roots of bringing you to where you are now? Oh, man. That's a a loaded question. But, (laughs) but, you know, some things pop up more than others. I would say two things 
specifically, um, maybe three actually, because I've been doing um, embodied leadership work for seven years, uh, beginning with the program that I took from my mentor, Scott Cody, who leads um, the Art of Leadership Mastery. He has a um, institute called the Institute for Embodied Wisdom. And it was coaching like I had never seen coaching before. It was like people were walking out of these, um, you know, leadership intensives he would do. Um, and just how you could see them walking and breathing their vision. It was like body, you know. So yeah. that was a really pivotal moment for me to have done his program, um, which actually happened after the first pivotal moment I was thinking about. <laughs> which was when I was 27, which is almost 10 years ago. I can't believe it. Um, when I was 27, I did uh, a vision quest, which is, some people may know, some people may not know. Um, it's like a, you know, a Native American tradition of a coming of age tradition, originally for men, for boys. And, um, or I fasted in the wilderness for three days and three nights. Uh, traditionally, it's four days, four nights. But for women in the group I did, they do three and that was kind of like, it was 27, you know, so it's like the kickoff to my Saturn return. It was like when I was in that in-between land of maiden to woman to then mother later. Uh, and it really taught me about a deep concept that I now carry into my work, um, which is rites of passage. And just being able to have like clear markers and milestones for our life. And from that time that I marked, you know, just kind of coming out of, um, my maidenhood and into womanhood, it was really powerful. And from that moment on, it was like everything found me. And my dad had done one when I was 16. So I was exposed to this very early and knew one day I wanted to do it. And it just happened to be 27 for some reason. I was the last one in my family to go out. My whole family had done one. And, um, and yeah, that's actually where I met my friend Pamela, who told me about the coaching program I ended up in, which ended up being you know, where I learned everything that I work in now. Um, so that was huge and really marked the beginning of really my service in the world. Like, because, mm. you know, when you go on a vision quest, it's about finding a vision you bring back to your people. And the vision I really walked away with was um, living such an authentic life and being so much myself that I gave permission to everybody around me to do the same. And then I happened to jump into authentic leadership work and I've been doing it ever since. So it's, you know, really did inform who I became, who I am now. And then of course the last milestone is becoming a mother at 33 and going through like one of the darkest tunnels and depressions and shocks of my life. Even though I wanted to be a mother my entire life, it was a very, um, we'll just call it medicinal times. <laughs> mm, mm. Um, and that was, that, that pretty much set me in the direction of feminine leadership, which I was working with every walk of life, uh, men and women executives before that. And then it was like, I just wanted to focus on mothers. And just recently I've gone from just focusing on mothers to focusing on mothers and women who are ready to really look into their leadership. So where I am now is really based, I think, on those three events pretty powerfully yeah. and even meeting Jetty, you know, it was like Jetty, it was just, my husband was like a catalyst for my power. He's just like the most empowering, incredible husband. I just wish every woman in the world, <laughs> a man like him, he's just, he's, he even put in our wedding vows, you know, that he, no matter what I did, he would support the medicine I put out in the world. And he's kept that promise so beautifully. So I've been pretty blessed in that way. 
Yeah. Wow. Thanks for sharing these moments. I mean, we can hear the power in them too. And the, and I can definitely hear just as you're, you're sharing them with us, just the, I can't even imagine the magnitude that came through there of the energy and the realizations <laughs> and all of it, right? Like it sounds, it's really easy a to tell road. the story, but it's, it's a beautiful long road. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. Wow. When we went, if we go back to um, when you mentioned like childbirth being this really medicinal time, and I know that for so many women who listen to this show, um, that either have children now or thinking about having children, that that's a really big conversation for them. And there might be some fear coming through and different questions and all these kinds of things. Would you share a little bit more about your experience of entering into motherhood and, and some of the parts that really stood out to you? Yeah. Yes. I would love to answer this question because, you know, women really deserve this conversation. Yes. Oh, <laughs> and this is yeah, it's so crazy how, and this is why I'm actually turning into the new work I'm doing around rites of passage because it is so sorely missing from our culture, specifically in the United States, but I know in other cultures as well, mm-hmm. uh, Western cultures, you know, um, that we don't really get led in, guided, uh, paid attention to. It's like, okay, here's this checkbox on your yeah. feminine woman accomplishments list and go have a child and then figure it out. And that was my experience, you know, I, and I had a midwife, I had all the things, um, but it didn't really make a difference because I was so attached to this, you know, expectation of motherhood when it was meant to be and how it was supposed to fulfill my life. I was entitled to that, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's how it happened, you know, and it, and I was very entitled and I see kind of even my errors in, in the ways that I was holding it. However, you know, I think that motherhood, part of why I even created uh, the Facebook group I have called Conscious Mothers Co-op is because there's no real space for women to recognize that motherhood is a transformational playground. It is literally the the most, the free, it's free, but it's (laughs) one of the most um, expensive growth and developing programs you'll ever enter into. Not in the sense of money, but in the sense of the cost that it has um, on, you know, expectations, shoulds, stress, you know, all those things. And that can really be tempered. You know, I really believe that if we have the right support. So um, I, I'm kind of digressing, but I would say that, you know, Alexi Panos is a good friend of mine. We were talking about this one day, um, how I was saying like, wow, you know, I started, really started my business. You know, I had been working in coaching for, you know, a good five years before and, and working on executive coaching with my mentor and all of that. But I was always waiting for my call. You know, I was like, oh, I don't really have like, like, who am I as a coach? Why am I doing this? And I love it, but what's my medicine? And when I was pregnant, I told Jetty, like, I think I'm going to be working with moms. And I don't know why. I just had this like intuition. Mm-hmm. And then when I had my birth, it was an incredibly traumatic experience for me, totally opposite of what I had set up for myself, just so different. And then it kind of led into this year of postpartum depression. And I thought, I always had this story of like, oh, man, if only I had started, you know, like really got my business rolling before I had this baby. It would have been so much easier. And then my friend Alexi Panos and her husband, who are, you know, amazing authors and coaches and incredible people, um, you know, I was talking to her one day and I was like, man, you so had it made because you had everything, you know, built up before you had your baby. She's like, actually, I think it was kind of harder 
And I was like, really? Mm. She said, yeah, you know, I have built my life into a system that really worked. I was like thriving, working, you know, and I had to renegotiate everything I built and restructure everything from the beginning. Whereas like you were coming into a brand new call of working with mothers and built everything from the ground up and you built motherhood into that. And I wish I had had that luxury. And that really blew my mind because I was like, you know, in a victim story around it for so long, like, oh man, if only. And so I just want to share with the moms out there, if you, you know, feel like you have to wait to like have your baby to, to get the business, everything going, maybe, you know, <laughs> but maybe not. It's, yeah. And if you feel like you, you want to do it before you start your business, whatever decision you make, that child will bring whatever you need in order to be who you're going to be. Because like I said, the baby is the growth and development program. It, for me, my son pushed me and my husband so much deeper into the work we've done and it sped it up exponentially. We would have probably procrastinated or doubted ourselves a little longer. But we just didn't have time for that. We were like, okay, let's jump in. Let's make this mission happen. We don't want to live a nine to five life. We don't want to um, ignore the call inside us when our child is watching, you know? And mm -hmm. so, for those of women out there, I think, who are really thinking about, like, doing it all and having it all, it's never going to be that perfect balance of, you know, I've got my business figured out and then I have motherhood figured out. They're going to interplay with each other to be a spiritual journey that intertwines. And there's, like, so much beauty in that journey. And there's so much support. I, I mean, that's the support I offer because I know that journey really well. So. I just advise women to like, if they're feeling called to listen to their alignment, to really listen to, you know, what feels good right now for my body, for my call to be a mother. If it's so strong, it's screaming at you and you're so ready, yet you're like trying to push a business, then you want to think about where is that business being coming from? Where is that business being built on? Is it being built out of scarcity or preparation or is it being built out of like your authentic heart space? And if you want the baby that badly, maybe that baby will tap you into that and your business will just escalate, you know? Um, yes. mm -hmm. So just different permissions because I feel like there's no right way and every woman's looking for the right way to do it all. <laughs> and there's just no right way. And doing it all is, you know, having it all is such a funny concept to me anyway. Like sometimes you'll have this, sometimes you'll have that, sometimes you'll miss this. Sometimes you'll miss that. It's, it's a dance and it's never ending. Just like awareness and growth. It's like, yeah. you know, you have those wounds come up and you sometimes they're quiet and you're thriving and sometimes they really come up and you've got to take a pause and tend to them. Yes. And that's how children are yeah. <laughs> with business. Right. So, I mean, that's really the insights I got is to just, you know, it's going to give you whatever you need. And if you're being called to be a mom, you know, then just seek out the support you need more than being ready, ready, ready and pushing yourself, you know, and everyone knows what that readiness feels like, you know, I can't really name that for people, but I hope that makes sense. And it wasn't convoluted. Oh, yeah. 
No, it made a perfect sense. And I, and just hearing so many of these points in here, I just really appreciate you also speaking to the, like having it all and getting it right and all this kind of stuff too, because we've, I mean, we all know as women, we've been, you know, told that we've been conditioned. This is, you got to have this and you got to have that. It's one of the reasons why I love the word harmony versus balance. It's like, it is that never ending Ooh. dance and different things create the melody and it's, you know, different in different times of our cycle and different times of our lives and all this kind of stuff. I'm curious what yeah. your thoughts are. Cause you know, I love this, this, uh, how you're bringing the rites of passage to the, to the forefront and the ceremony and the ritual around, you know, entering, from, exiting from maidenhood into motherhood. And I'm curious because that hasn't been the norm for so many of us that, you know, that's such a new idea for many of us too, around like, oh, like really actually like, like celebrating what we, you know, in our womanhood and our maidenhood and then moving into motherhood and having that opportunity to grieve and to celebrate and, and honor and all this stuff. Um, yes. Oh, I love that you're bringing this into your work. It's just, it makes me so happy. I actually recently attended um, one of my dear friends um, for many, many years, her blessing way as she was uh, leading me into motherhood. And it was such a moving ceremony and just getting to witness her and also witnessing each of us as the women holding space for her and, and our, her sisters, you know, um, how much it moved us and also got us to really like ritualistically allow ourselves to complete these cycles in life. Like in your opinion, how important is this? What, what is the deal about that? Why are we all calling this in? And in and, and my personal opinion, I feel like we all want and crave that and not necessarily mm. know how to do it. Yes, in my opinion, it's the most important thing about becoming mother. Yeah. <laughs> that important. I mean, and awesome that you got to attend the Blessing Way. And if there's any pregnant mothers out there, find out what a Blessing Way is and request yes. for one of your friends to hold space for you. Because I had one. It's the it's the gift that, like, if I have a really close friend who's pregnant, this is, like, the biggest gift I give is to do a Blessing Way for her. And mm-hmm. Blessing Way is really just, like, what um, – you know, like what a baby shower used to be, <laughs> what it was originally intended for, which is to prepare, prepare the mom, the mom, not mm. to prepare for like the baby coming and having all the things so you can take care of the baby and have all the gifts and stuff, which is fine too. I had both, <laughs> you know, nice. but, um, <laughs> but yeah, it was great. And they were both fun. Um, but I think it's more about really preparing the mother and, um, I actually, same friend, Alexia, I did a, a blessing way for her. And um, one of the, the most beautiful things she said to me after was, I feel ready. And wow. like yeah. literally, it still brings tears to me mm-hmm. when she said, like it still brings tears to me to hear a mother say that because they're, it's so important. It's so important that they be ready for that threshold. And that's actually what I'm calling my retreat threshold because oh, I really wow. feel like the birth, you know, when I learned about rites of passage, there's three phases, which is um, severance, threshold, and incorporation. And severance, you know, they say when you're on a vision quest that you're dying to an old life and being rebirthed into a new. And so severance really is all about that greeting you were speaking to, like all about leaving that, that old maiden identity and grieving it. And even like when I was pregnant, I had really bad morning sickness. And I told Jetty, like, I literally feel like I'm dying. <laughs> I don't wow. mean to be dramatic, but I feel like I'm dying. I feel so sick. Like my body is just like, and then I, when I said it like that, it clicked. Mm-hmm. And I remember being on my quest and doing all this, you know, studying around this and thinking, oh my God, I am dying. It's severance. Like this is severance. Pregnancy is severance. And in the future, I fully intend to do work with, with pregnant women on this severance piece. So 
So they don't have to do that so much once they become a mother because that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother world that they're dealing with, you know, like catering to that new human. And there's not a lot of time at that point to mm. grieve and, you know, in, in a positive way, you know, women think grief has to be like really intense. And I think it's not, it's like if it's done really beautifully and intentionally and gradually, it can really, really support you. So that's work for the future. Right now I'm working on the second phase, which is threshold, which is the birth. And, you know, for me, um, I had an incredible midwife, Mary Jackson, who speaks all over the world and says, you know, really believes that the imprint babies have when they're born affects the way that they carry out their lives and, and the way they respond to the world. And her work's really profound. And um, when she was, when I was thinking about it, I was like, well, you know, the babies absolutely have an imprint. I've seen it in Sitka from based on his birth, who he's become, my son. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also thought, well, mothers have that too. They get imprinted from that birth. If I hadn't had the birth I had and it had gone perfectly my way at home, the way I planned, and I started at home, you know, and ended up in the hospital a day later after laboring. And then the next day, so the third day I had a C-section, which I found incredibly traumatic. Um, and that imprinted everything, how I went home, how I raised my son, how I looked at myself as a woman, how I looked at myself as a mother, how I looked at myself as a community member. I mean, I even remember wanting to take care of everybody and then being so depleted and going, wow, is this motherhood? You know, I just didn't have a reference. And so that that imprint started to become my life. I started doing things out of depression and out of anxiety and out of survival. And I would say literally, my, husband, my son's about to turn three. Just recently, I've let go of like the last pieces of that time mm-hmm. and like have finally said, I'm not going to live in survival anymore. I'm done. And, it, and that was like really a gradual process. But I've coached women. Before I was a mother, I had a client who had a really intense experience of motherhood and she always had this underlying anxiety and I'm really good at helping women overcome that and really be embodied and feel powerful and confident. And with her, there was always this little speck and I couldn't figure it out until I became a mom and I realized, oh my God, she had this experience of motherhood and that became her whole life and that is the only thing I haven't addressed with her. And once we addressed it, everything changed. And so that's what my retreat is about, uh, the threshold retreat that I'm I'm launching, because I want to take women back to that threshold and have them consciously look at what happened there, even if it was fantastic, and Mm -hmm. like take back that well of power that we get when we're in labor and, and, you know, just, just take it back and claim who are we now and who do we want to be going forward? And what are we taking away as mothers? And what, how are we powerfully moving forward as mothers? And this could be for women who are like, you know, just in empty nesting phase. It could be for brand new mothers. It could be for women who had amazing births, traumatic births. My whole goal is that women walk away looking at motherhood completely different than when they showed up. And it's all because this threshold is so big and we don't have any context for it in this society. There's no one saying, hey, you know, maybe you should go to a sweat lodge and be held for a, a, a whole hour and be able to cry in a dark place where people are singing and you're sweating. Mm-hmm. And that's in indigenous cultures that they were, you know, 
that was like a no brainer. They just went into the lodge after so they could be held that way. We don't have anything like that. So, you know, that for me is a big misstep in our culture. And I really intend to make a big stink about it <laughs> over the years. I'm just yes. like, I'm like, this cannot stay the same because it's actually diminishing the leadership. Uh, we're, we're stepping into this feminine leadership time. It's actually diminishing the possibility we have if we're not addressing this with mothers. Because mothers have this like innate ability to be nurturers, to hold space, to um, set an amazing pace for women that doesn't have to match the pace we've had to work at to be successful. Um, so that's yes. why I started really saying like, you know, my commitment was I am a commitment to empowering mothers to lead the next seven generations so that we actually have survival of the planet because mothers are also a direct reflection of Mother Earth. And so everything we're doing is all a mirror. And I feel like if these rites of passage aren't recognized, then the third phase, incorporation, right, severance threshold incorporation, is really kind of the downfall of the woman. You know, she doesn't have support. She doesn't have a way to take this incredible experience she had or like this tunnel that she's going through in this rite of passage and to integrate it. It's just like, you know, chat rooms, <laughs> you know, like mm -hmm. products, um, you know, lots of social media shootings all over yourself. Um, <laughs> All of these things that make it a really unhealthy and, and stressful experience, which, you know, that's really not what mothers were meant to experience. We were meant to be incredibly powerful and really own what we just stepped into. So I should stop there because I could go on forever. <laughs> Ooh, and keep going. Like, I just, the, the amount of, oh, oof, like, I'm actually a little bit speechless just in that whole expression there because I, I'm not in this world of motherhood yet. And I've been observing <laughs> as a woman, kind of going like, this is something so sacred. This is something that is so incredibly monumental in our lives as women. And we don't hear a lot of these conversations going on. And it, and it has been sort of the product focused, advice focused, you know, kind of like it, it feels very almost um, like, uh, like medical, like it's just like this medical procedure. <laughs> like mm -hmm. we just give birth and then that's just it. And so I right. just, I really appreciate you causing a ruckus and uh, <laughs> throwing up some dust around this because I, I, I personally feel that on, on a lot of levels, I can feel it in myself, even as you're sharing, like the, that we're craving this, you know, like that is such a soothing bomb to know that we get to honor these beautiful phases that we're stepping into and these initiations and um yeah. and be held through that so it's incredible mm. when you yeah. said we are entering into a time of feminine leadership can you jam more on that a little bit because i think we're, <laughs> we're in a really cool time right now sure. history, and i just i would love to hear your your take on this on what's going on in the world around feminine leadership and, and what that means sure yeah and first i want to highlight that feminine leadership does not exclude men and i'm sure mm -hmm. you know that because of the men you interviewed um and and I think that as, you know, women, if it's feminine leadership, we also get to take a larger role in defining how that can look. So I think, you know, this is part of the reason I was just working with moms. It's part of the reason I kind of opened it up. My other program, Empowered Mothers Alliance, I'm now making an Empowered Women's Alliance, um, because I feel so strongly that women get to you know, just really define what their vision of leadership is while still bringing in principles of leadership that have been around for ages because it's not all bad. 
-hmm. I think it's just about like the power structures and how much, of course, they've played into the patriarchy and the patriarchal society that we're just a little exhausted of because, um, you know, like this woman, I don't know if you've heard of Alison Armstrong. I love yes, her so much. I love yeah. her too. <laughs> okay. uh, she's incredible. And I, when I coach relationships or on men, it's always from her, from her wisdom. Mm. Um, but she, you know, she's talked a lot about like, we don't have, um, you know what? This wasn't Allison. This was actually my mother. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I love that. Um, I go with Allison so much. I thought it was her, but my mom's a holistic nutritionist and she's a badass. And she, um, she was saying, you know, like we don't have testosterone, the levels of testosterone that men have, you know, like we just don't have it in our body. We don't produce it yet. Like we're going out in the workforce. We're going out into our lives in the world and we're really trying to keep up with that level of testosterone. And put out all of our energy, put out, sacrifice things that are really essential for females to have for self-care. That men actually don't need in the same degree. Um, of course, it's great for men to have self-care. They need to have that for sure. We just have different ways that we need it, you know. Like for Jenny, like going out and like, you know, being with his men's team and, you know, chopping wood and doing <laughs> very manly things. Like he gets off on that kind of stuff and that's his self-care. For me, that's not really my jam, you know, like no, not into chopping wood on the weekends, Carrie. <laughs> not really. No. But my son sure loves it. He loves yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, when we don't when we go out into the world and we pace ourselves at this level of like that's been built for this hierarchical uh, measure of success where we're constantly keeping up, then what happens is we're actually we don't produce that level of testosterone we stress our bodies out and then we rest on our adrenal glands and we start using our adrenal gland reserves to keep up with that level and that pace yes of yeah. of the chase and of the hustle and like staying up on those late nights and you know this isn't at all to disempower women or demean our power we can do anything that's sometimes the problem though <laughs> We aren't meant to do anything or everything all the time. And we can do it in a way that even men can't because we have that multitasking awareness that men don't really have built into their DNA in the same way. So we have to, or we get to be really careful and we get to have a little more authority now because people are listening and looking to women to start defining these things. And Peter Kelly is like one of my favorites right now as far as who's defining that pace and that joy and that authenticity and the play in leadership. Uh, I've been reading her book, Earth is Hiring, and it's just like mm. fabulous. Like I really love what she's saying um, about all of that and about how she had a spiritual awakening when she was like, man, I was missing the whole point of life. You know, like it's not about this crazy climb. And she was in a super masculine world, like billionaire in her early 20s, you know. Um, but for me, that's what I get to do when I work with the women I work with in leadership is just really tap into their heart center, their vision, create a powerful context around that where they feel powerful and they are still executing at a really high level and not sacrificing all of the things that traditionally as women we've been sacrificing, like, you know, family time and fun and play and sex, <laughs> you mm -hmm. know, like. Yeah. Sex is one of the things that goes out the window for women so quickly when they're working mothers. And, you know, I've lived that story and come back from it. And it's a real thing. And it causes a lot of divorces. Mm -hmm. And it causes a lot of sadness in us that we aren't touching into. So there's so many layers and levels. But I just feel like when women are empowered and they can see their power, it doesn't really matter 
what they're going after. They can, they can be unstoppable if they are authentically living into their unique gift and they're holding that vision, embodying that vision and really taking it out into the world in a way that is bigger than them and authentic to them and fully aligned with them and really wins for all in our alignment. That's how I see the earth healing. That's how I see our, really humanity healing because the earth is going to be around forever. We're kind of just, you know, sabotaging our, our human race. But um, yeah, and it's really important for me that women see the difference between success and leadership. This is something we, you and I talked about earlier. Yeah. Um, because a lot of women look at that. A lot of women look at leadership as success. Like, oh, I'm making it. I'm, I'm a boss babe. I'm a boss mom. I'm a, all those things, you know, like I'm killing it. I'm a CEO. I'm proving myself. Um, and those things are all awesome accomplishments. However, if, if leadership is missing, one, it can all fall apart. It can be like, you know, a house of cards. Mm -hmm. And two, it can be incredibly exhausting because it starts to get inauthentic because the, the return on investment can be so big initially that you become a slave to that life, to that identity, to that image, and then you lose yourself. And that's very easy to do for us when we're leading as women. So I'm calling women forward to really take a look at, okay, cool, you're successful and you're powerful. It's like, that's awesome. And I'm going to support that. And what's up with your leadership? Like, how are you defining leadership? How are you actually moving in your life that is inspiring to you and to other people and enrolling them into trusting you? Because trust is the pinnacle for me of leadership. Do people trust you? Do people yeah. want to follow you? Do people want it, you know? So that's what I love working with women on. And I had to open it up to all women because other women were asking and, you know, just saying like, I know I'm not a mom, but can I be in your program? And I just <laughs> got really tired of saying no. And I was like, you know what? Yes, everyone can come. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I'm, I mean, I was thinking as you were saying that, I'm like, oh, and, and I have it that even if we are not giving birth to a child, it's like we're still accessing these creative powers and, and maybe desiring to be a mother someday. And maybe there's different avenues that we can explore and, and empower through that program too. And so, yeah, I feel yeah. Like it's all women. It's, you know, we all have these different connections and threads that all connect. Right. And I, I yeah. had a question earlier that I forgot to ask you, which was that if somebody's listening to this and I know some, some people here have children already, like, would you, would you invite them to come and participate in a retreat or in one of your programs if they already had had a child many years ago, but they still want to do some of this deeper work? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I just had my last round of Tired Mother's Alliance just ended and I had um, a 66 year old woman in there oh, uh, so with her daughter, which was so special. Her daughter had been a two, she was so doing my program for the second time as a senior student and her mom was like, I really just love what I see in Bria. I want to come do this. I was like, yes. And she was awesome. She was amazing. And it wasn't like a huge leap for her. You know, she was in a very settled time in her life, but she still just found like this one thing that was rubbing her, which was, you know, like I'm still buying into other people's assessments of me, expectations of me. And I just want to be free. And I thought, God, how beautiful. What an honor to help this yeah. woman at this stage. And, you know, motherhood still played into that for her. You know, she was pleasing her, wanting to put, keep her whole family happy. And that can also be a funny thing when you build your identity around that. So, yeah, any any age, any woman. I, <laughs> I love I love working with them all. And I love having elders in the group, too, because they bring in so much grounding and wisdom. And I'm just a huge fan of um, the wisdom of elders. So, yeah, yeah, it's a gift for me. 
Gosh, and I, now you've got me thinking what an honor that would be to go through that with my mother, like have that experience where we both get to alongside each other, get to dig these different, these different things coming through, you know? Wow. That's actually really beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, you sparked something for me here around that. Mm. It's actually huge. You kind of do the double work because yeah. um, when you're healing yourself, you're healing lineage, you know, and that's a big piece of like the work I love to do. And so when you're healing the lineage, then having the mirror of that lineage there there's like a double healing that happens that I can't even explain but it's like the the work progresses so much faster mm-hmm. because there's an openness and a context for a conversation for both of you to leap and usually we're working off the karma of our parents that we inherited you know like yeah. like you know if, if your mom was in scarcity all the time and you're like okay I choose not to live in scarcity and then you're working on that and your mom's there with you this actually this is a true story. I took my mom to a money uh, workshop seminar with my coach, Jennifer Love, who does my money work with me. And she was like, my mom was in tears and she was realizing all these things. And it's that when she was realizing them, I was healing. I was healing and healing and healing and going like, yes, yeah, she finally sees it. Because there's a part of me that always wants to heal to heal her. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's like her parents. They're like our first lifeline. So if they, it's like, if they can't embrace that, there's a part of us that's always wanting to fix that so that we can, because we, we're a part of them. And then we believe that we have to, we can't fix ourselves unless they're fixed. There's like a little syntax in the brain that says that, which isn't really true, but it, but it can be so powerful once they see those things. And usually it comes with you doing the work first because you model it and they see the possibility. Yeah. It's really powerful. Yeah, I can really see that in in my own life. Just as you were just describing that, I was like, "Yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, <laughs> that's showing up yeah. over here." Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, so my cool. life too. <laughs> uh, yeah, I am just I'm so jazzed and so excited about <laughs> everything that you've shared, and you know, really oh, just the the space that's opening up for women in leadership, not just success. The way that you described that really really hit home for me, and I really really am excited to see more of this open up in the world and more of these conversations. So thanks for starting them. Thank you so much for letting me share them. Really important. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So for the ladies that are listening in on this that are jazzed too and excited, (laughs) and like just feeling your fire, feeling the medicine that you're bringing too. um, What is, what is like the, if you could put one belief, idea, thought, um, anything into these women's minds, you know, around the world, what would it be and why? Ooh, that's a big question. I mean, oh, it's really like two things for me. And I shared this recently on another live that I did, which is um, one, you got, you have, it's imperative that you be you, like that you bring that individual unique medicine that you were given for this life because it's literally why you you're here, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think with the social media age, we're so prone to copying and getting trapped into like, well, they know more, they've done it before. How do I get to that place or all? And it's great to have mentors. I've had mentors my whole career. And it's really very useful to be a student, but not to be a, um, not to be a, like a master student relationship, but to be like on a path of mastery and to really relate to the wisdom that's coming around you or coming up before. So I, I feel like the reason I teach authentic leadership is because, you know, and every woman in my, and every student I have has to have their own commitment statement. 
you know, like mine is I'm a commitment to empowered women and mothers leading the next seven generations. That I say that every time I tell anyone what I do. And um, mm-hmm. it's what wakes me up in the morning. And, you know, the women in my group, they have to create one for themselves. And they, ugh, they're they so beautiful. You know, like I'm a commitment mm-hmm. to knowing myself. I'm a commitment to my raw truth. I'm a commitment to my depth. I'm a commitment to empowering and inspiring women all over the world. It's like these women really know what they want and they know what their gift is. And then what that's the whole first coaching session I do with them is what is that vision? Because it really marks not only the course, but their whole life. And, you know, that's the path of mastery that they're on. And if women don't take the time to really discover that, you know, if you guys are out there and you're doubting that, like, little voice inside of you that says, maybe I should do this, but, oh, God, what would my family think? Or, oh, God, like, that's not really my life. That's their life. Or my husband would never understand if I wanted to do that. I implore you to listen because when we kind of shove down that that calling or that medicine, it becomes like a disease in us. It becomes unrest. It becomes sadness or it becomes grief or depression. And then we start masking it with more things. And that can be such a big road, you know, and it can be a hard lesson. Or you can just choose today to say like, okay, it's really uncomfortable and scary to fully be me. But I know that somebody out there needs exactly what I've got. And that's why so many coaches are thriving in the world right now. I mean, you could throw a stone and hit a coach. But, you know what I mean? <laughs> but, you know, I still hire specific coaches. Yeah. And they were the coach for me. You know, mm-hmm. I was looking for a money coach for a while. And then I met Jennifer Love. And I was like, you know what? You've got something I need. And I don't know why, but it's you. Mm-hmm. And so don't doubt that you don't have that for somebody. That is like my number one, just, you know, piece of love and prayer for all the women out there really trust it and if you don't get support to trust it that's what I love doing it doesn't have to be me just find it you know Mm -hmm. just find it and see how far it can take you because your life will be exponentially richer and and you'll experience wealth on so many more levels than just financial like yeah yeah, that's yeah that's what I'm really seeing in my life right now so thank you for that yeah the second I was going to say is to have a vision (laughs) but I kind of covered that yeah. Have a commitment to yourself. Yeah. And always come back to that when you're doubting life, yourself, anything. It's like, well, what am I committed to? Mm-hmm. And that's what my, my, my mentor always taught me. Like, get out of the way. What are you committed to? Right. Oh, that's right. It's not about me. <laughs> oh, I had a big like relearning about that recently. Got away from mm-hmm. the kind of foundations for a little while. And then it was like, oh, okay. Back to the, back to the base. Like, what, are you to? what is the vision here getting out of the way like every time that I allow myself to get out of the way magic happens it all just it, it just allows me to show up right and so sometimes I need that re-reminder again and so I had one of those recently it was awesome <laughs> nice congratulations yeah. I love when I get those too and I you know like we're always learning it's like not like I'm always on par with everything in my alignment like I'm always you know course correcting but yeah, the, dance. the ability to do the course correct is, is the whole thing, you know? Yeah, totally. <laughs> and how long it takes totally. us to let ourselves go back to the course and <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> this has been such a pleasure having you on. I love hearing from you. I got to learn so much from just what you're up to more in the world too, which I'm so excited 
excited about. And now I can, I, I feel like I know more about you and just what in your work that you're doing so that more of the women on here can also get, get connected with you and stuff too. So we're so excited we had to have you on here. After Jetty had mentioned you in our conversation, it was just a must. So for those, we'll, we'll link both of your guys' conversations in the, in the show notes too. And how can the ladies get in touch with you? What is the best way for them to reach out and take your program or jump in the retreat or what's the best thing? Yeah. First of all, I want to say, like, I absolutely love personal connections. Like, you know, I'm not unreachable or untouchable or any of those things. Like, I really want to talk to people. So, um, you know, I'm on social media as Carrie Azuma and on Facebook and Instagram at Carrie Azuma. Um, so, you know, like, tune into all the treats I have there for you guys. Um, for mamas out there, Conscious Mothers Co-op is my Facebook page. It's just a, a space I created that I wish I had had as, as a new mother, but it's for all mothers. Um, and it's just a space to talk about us transforming as women while in motherhood, not talking about parenting so much in there. We're really talking about ourselves and giving ourselves that space. So, um, if you're interested, yeah, please that. join in. I'd love to have you. And, um, all of these things I, I had mentioned are coming up. Empowered Women's Alliance is going to be launching in October. I don't have any buttons up for any of my stuff yet because I just finished my program. So, um, I actually would love to encourage you guys, if you're listening to this, to just reach out to me. Like my personal email is Carrie at CarrieAzuma.com. Just email me. Or if you guys want to reach out to me on Facebook Messenger, write to me and let me know like what touched you um, so that I can meet you and know you. And then I can let you know like, hey, I think that, you know, if you're interested in doing more of this work, this would be amazing for you. So it might be Empowered Women's Lines or it might, if you're a mother, it might be Threshold, which um, actually I'm launching that in Australia. Um Ooh. November 29th to the December 2nd in Byron Bay. And then I'm doing one in the States in February. So oh, everyone can come. Yes. Yeah. And we have lots of listeners actually in Australia too. So ladies, you, you heard it here first. Yay. <laughs> I love the Aussies. They're so rad. Right? My clients are like, yeah, I love them. Oh, I'm like, what's in the water over there? Like what? <laughs> what's going on? I know. There? There's so many conscious people and just so many beautiful conversations coming out of there lately. The fun piece is we've never been there. Jenny and I've never been there. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to go yes. there and I'm going to launch a retreat there and see. <laughs> I love to like push my edge on my own leadership. And for me, that was like a big deal to say, I'm going to launch this, this like thing that's been in my heart or in a place I've never been and just trust. Yes. Oh, <laughs> Let's do that. it. Yeah. So I'm excited. And I found this beautiful eco resort and on Aboriginal land that's like literally the perfect what? place for it. So it's going to be pretty saucy. Four days. Oh, amazing. And isn't Byron Bay, I think it's like on a plate of obsidian or something. Like it's a really... It's, yeah, it's supposed to be a very sacred, very yeah. sacred land. So that's yeah. what I've been told. And that's where I was told to have this retreat. So I've been following yeah. my nose and just listening. <laughs> Love that. So ladies, reach out to Carrie. I And I love what you post on social media. You're always starting really beautiful conversations on there. So ladies, get connected Thank with you. Carrie on there. Reach out to her. And any questions or things that you really heard in this episode for yourself, we love to hear from you. We are real people behind the voices. <laughs> yes. And, uh, and just keep this conversation going. There's so, there's so much to be said. And I know we scratched the surface and really got to go deep in this conversation and there's, there's so much more to share. And, and I'm just so looking forward to the listeners being connected with you, Carrie. So thanks well, for coming. Oh, Stacey, on. one thing I forgot to mention is I yeah. have for the mamas out there uh, who are suffering under the <laughs> guise of perfectionism. I do have a free five day video series. If you guys want to start doing some of the lessons and the work I do in my program. 
And you can just go to carryazuma.com and sign up. Um, and you know, no gimmicks. It's just literally five days on your own pace to be able to complete this and start setting some really beautiful goals and boundaries and get some powerful distinctions for yourself to move forward. So, um, yeah, please partake in that if it's your call. So cool. Thank you for that. And we'll put the link sure. in for that too, ladies. Yeah. Thanks, Carrie. Yay. And thanks for listening in, ladies. And yeah, thank you, ladies. We'll talk to you in the next episode.